Hey, um, we are in this series called Lost in Translation, um, and I'm excited. Last week we talked about conflict. We talked about how to resolve conflict, and uh, it was kind of a, a big conversation. Um, and tonight we're going to talk about communication. Um, and, and this is like not really like a dating series. It's more like just relationships in general, right? I mean, I think this stuff applies whether we're in, you know, whether it's a friendship that we're, you know, we're thinking about or a dating relationship, uh, marriage, gosh, you name it. All of these are fundamental to relationships. Like Jessa and I, we figured out how to fight well. And uh, that sounds funny, right? We actually figured out finally how to fight well. And, um, and so conflict has been such a huge part of our journey of marriage, um, but uh, yeah, so a um, couple of housekeeping things before we jump into uh, tonight, and I'm not going to talk long. Um, over here in the corner um, at this table, there is a uh, little box with some, some paper there. If you have a prayer request that you want to uh, just have us praying over throughout the week, our leadership team, we get together and we pray over those, um, you're welcome to you know, fill that out during worship, whenever, and drop it off, and we'll, we'll get that over to our leadership team, and we can pray, pray over that. We believe in the power of prayer, and um, if you want to make it anonymous or put your name on there, totally fine either way. Um, number two, how many of you guys know that the enemy tries to distract us from what God is saying in our lives, right? It's, it's happened before, right? Um, so many times. I want you guys to know that, um, so when I, when I took on this role back in April, um, I take very seriously this idea of, of seeking Abba over what kinds of things we jump into, what kinds of topics. And I, and I want you to know, too, by the way, that uh, please, if there's something that you want to jump into, we're not hitting it, don't hesitate to say, hey, you know, can we, can we look into this or whatever. You know, we try to do some deep Bible studies um, through, through entire books, and then we try to hit some topical stuff. So we kind of just bounce back and forth a little bit, but I take that really, really, really seriously about seeking Abba over where we need to go as a community, okay? Um, how many times have you been to church and you're sitting there and, the, and you know, the pastor's talking, not necessarily me, but it, just sometime in the past, the pastor's talking and you're like, wow, God is like speaking into this particular area, this particular thing, and it was like, man, I needed to hear that, right? So important. And... Um, if all of these things are true, if we come to church and let distractions control our environment here, I think we could potentially miss out on what God's trying to say to us. And so what I want to just encourage you guys is to be present when you come here. Be present. So when you're here, be here, right? Um, now, um, I'm not saying that we ignore what's going on in our lives because I think a lot of times this is a great place to, to explore those challenges and what God's doing and how he wants to speak over those things. But um, I want to challenge you to be present. Uh, one of my favorite stories in the Bible is Nehemiah. He is, um, you know, he is building this wall, right, after it had been destroyed. And, the, and so Jerusalem sat... Uh, um, vulnerable to uh, groups around that wanted to come and attack them. And they sent people to Nehemiah to try to distract him with different things. And what I love, I love his quote. He said, I'm doing a great thing and I cannot come down. 
I'm doing a great thing, and I cannot come down. And I think when we walk through these doors and we have the opportunity to grow and strengthen each other as a community, I think we're doing a great thing. This isn't an accidental get-together, right? And so I think it's so important, you know, that um, when we're here that we be totally present. Let's not let distractions, whether they're, they're distractions that are here in our community or outside these doors, whatever they are, let's be present. So what I want to challenge you guys with, this isn't rules, right? We're adults, okay? Um, but if you need prayer, and you're asking somebody to, to pray with you, go to the lobby or the gym. That's totally fine. If, you, if it's an emergency and you need to make a phone call or something, that's great. But I want to challenge you to not be sitting out in the lobby just chatting, okay? I want to challenge you to be present and to be in here with us as we grow, as we are strengthened, as we are challenged as a body together. You guys cool with that? Sweet. All right. Jumping into this, um, lost in translation. Um, we've been talking about relationships tonight. Um, we're going to talk about how communication is hard, right? Good communication is hard. And uh, I want to look at really quickly James 1.19. James 1.19 says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Okay, you guys have heard that verse a million times, I'm sure. But a couple of things that I just want to point out as we jump into this. Like I said, I'm not going to talk really long. We're going to have some fun getting to know each other tonight. Um, first off, He's addressing brothers and sisters. So who is he talking to? He's talking to believers. And inside of this, he's saying, you know, be quick to listen, be slow to speak, be slow to anger. So this is not something that like pagans were struggling with. Of course it was, but he's talking to believers. And I think it's so um, important for us to look at that and, and consider the fact that, you know, we can fall victim to this also. Right? We can, sometimes we can fall victim to, um, you know, maybe struggling to listen very well or actively. Um, or, you know, we're too quick to talk. I have that. I, I'll be honest with you. This is a struggle for me. Um, I speak before I think a lot of times. So you'll catch me do that quite frequently. And, and I just want to beg your forgiveness beforehand uh, if, I, if I ever do that. But it's something that I'm growing in. Right? And communication is hard. Um, you guys have heard uh, God gave us two ears and one mouth. Let's use them proportionately, right? Um, and all of those, those things, we don't need to rehash that. But it's important to engage in communication with each other. Has it, raise your hand really quickly if in a relationship, dating, friendship, family, even, whatever, if you've ever felt not heard. Raise your hand. All of us, Right? We have all been in that situation where we've been in a relationship and because of whatever's going on, we feel like we're not heard or acknowledged or seen. That's why this is so important. So important. Um, I have to ask forgiveness for my wife frequently because, you know, it's so easy to get caught up in the busyness 
of life that we forget to, to really, you know, hear and pay attention to the people that we love the most that are around us, right? It's easy. And so there's grace, but we also need to be able to listen well. Um, just a couple things really quick from this that we can kind of apply to communication. Number one is that we hear with our ears, but we listen with our hearts, right? When you listen, when you truly listen, you're, you're telling the person you're worth listening to. You're telling them that um, I value you as a person and I desire to hear and take in and understand what you are saying to me, right? That's important. That's important. In fact, um, over 60% of communication between two people is listening, is listening. And being able to listen well is so huge. I think that's an opportunity for all of us to get better. And we can practice it tonight. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'm stupid. Um, but we're talking about the five love languages also, right? Because um, if listening is a big part of communicating, you know, speaking and, and um, our behavior and those kinds of things is big too. And honestly, this was, this was like a paradigm shift when, um, so, uh, Actual confession, just so when Jessa and I were um, dating, y'all are going to laugh. <laughs> we actually would go to Starbucks every Sunday morning and we would sit and read this book out loud to each other in Starbucks. How dumb is that? But it was so good for us because when we came across something that was like challenging or we wanted to process or talk through, we, would, we could do that like right there right there, talk about it, and it was so good, but it was a paradigm shift, because the idea is, um, you know, these five love languages, uh, is, is a book by Gary Chapman, um, it's not like spiritual gifting, or personality profile, or anything like that, who in here has, actually knows what their, their um, love language is, do you guys, okay, most of you guys know it, um, who in here uh, has ever read the book, the five love languages, actually read the book, couple of folks. Okay. I definitely recommend it. He goes into a lot more depth than just um, the five love languages. So I think it's important. But let me read these to you really quickly. The five love languages are words of affirmation. Okay. These, and what I want you to think about as we talk through these really quickly is these are real authentic versions of these things. Okay. You can, you can compliment somebody and it come across fake, right? You, you, you've all been there, right? You, somebody says something to you and you're like, okay, that was just total BS. Um, so when he's talking about these, he's talking about these in their authentic, real version, okay? So words of affirmation, real words of affirmation. You know, um, one of the things that, that Jessa and I share with each other is like, I'm honored to get to be your husband. You know, I, sh I say that to her. Or like, hey, we're on the same team. We're on the same team. And some of those things are like important words of affirmation. Um, number two is acts of service. Again, this isn't just like, you know, doing something maybe with strings attached, right? How many times has somebody done something to you and you know there's strings attached? Because as soon as they do it, they're like, hey, can you do this for me? You know, and it's, it's not really acts of service. Physical touch. Wow. 
All right, middle school. When I came here, you guys said, we don't want this to be youth group 2.0. Okay, all right. <laughs> no, physical touch. Um, literally, and, and, and uh, if this is your language, great. Um, some people, they are communicated deep appreciation and love by something as simple as a hug or like a hand on a shoulder, something like that. Appreciation. Quality time. Quality time, spending time together. Um, you know, this whole thing about reading the book, you know, aloud to each other and as, as kind of awkward as it was, it was like really, really, really deep, valuable quality time that we spent with each other. And then gifts. Again, these are not things like with strings attached. These are um, real gifts. And, and as you're probably thinking as we talk through these, there's lots of overlap. Like if you spend a whole lot of time putting together a gift that you give somebody that's real and, and, and thoughtful, what does that also have with it? It has quality time built into it. Maybe it even, it, it speaks something and, and the thing that you're giving has words of affirmation built into it. So these um, have lots of overlap. And the idea and the premise is that we all speak in our own native love language. Okay, so mine is words of affirmation. Mine is words of affirmation. Um, I can already tell as I'm saying this that Sav's going to be like, nope. Um, but we speak in our own native language, right? We speak that way. And so um, I typically, my go-to, my default is words of affirmation. And uh, when I'm really wanting to communicate appreciation and love, I go to the default of words of affirmation. Um, he goes further and he says that we all have this love tank. This is where I think um, the book is really important. If you get a chance to read it, definitely read it. Because what he says in there is he says the problem with most relationships is we get into a relationship and we are communicating, right? We're trying to send love. We're trying to send love. We're trying to send love. And we're probably sending it in our own language, right? And, and the likelihood that that other person has a different love language is pretty high, Okay, so if I'm sending love out in my own language, what are they not receiving? They're not receiving my love. They're not um, registering it as love. They're not registering it as appreciation. They might get it and they might appreciate it, but it's not going to hit them at their core and fill their love tank. And that's what he talks about. He says we all have this love tank. And so if I'm giving and they're not getting any love, like filling their love tank, what's going to eventually happen to my love tank, right? It's going to be depleted. It's going to be emptied out. And that's where you get to this place where you're just like, man, I've, I'm, I'm beating my head against the wall. I'm trying to communicate appreciation and love maybe to a friend, maybe to a family member, and, and you're just, man, you're trying to reach that person, and you feel like it's just not happening, and you get to that point where you're like, I can't can't I'm done like I've given all of I, all that I can to this relationship and the other person on the other end is like you know I appreciate you uh doing all this stuff but I, I just feel like we don't really see each other we don't really connect or we don't really see eye to eye or I don't really feel appreciated by you 
It's been so true in so many relationships in my life. And what he said, what Gary Chapman said, is that we get to this place where our love tank is empty and we're just thirsty for that that expression of appreciation, that expression of love from mom or dad or brother, sister, a, a friend, a loved one, significant other, but we're just emptied out, right? God's word says that, that, that um, it, we need to have our cup runneth over, and I think that's so true, and that's, that is where we love each other the best, is when our cup is overflowing. So, the premise of the entire book is this. You speak by default in your own language. And in most relationships, they're speaking in a different language back to you. And we end up in this place where my love tank is empty and their love tank is empty. And we just feel like we're not connecting. We feel like we're not really as close as we could be. Can you imagine if we, you know, got familiar with this stuff enough that I could look at Bryce and say, okay, I know what his love language is acts of service or whatever it is, you know, and then I could say, you know, if it's Bryce, you know, we work together, right? If I want to show him how much he means to me, maybe I could do something for him and it would hit him at his core and it would really speak deep love and community and, and appreciation for him, right? Can you imagine if we did that in, in, a, in the body of Christ as friends, as brothers and sisters in Christ? Uh, this doesn't have to be about romance, and, and that's why this has been so important in my life. So important. So, um, I don't care if you are, you know, single on purpose or if you're single situationally, right, um, or if you're dating, if you're engaged, if you're married, um, how we communicate so at the core, at the root of, of everything that we do with relationships. And we need to get better at it. We need to be great listeners, active listeners. Do you know what that means when you're actively listening? Is you're, you're sending communication back that says, I'm listening to you, and I care about you. And then on the other side of things, when we do speak, right, when we are communicating through our behavior to actually think and be intentional and think, you know, what is this person's love language and can I communicate in it? Uh, we talk a lot about how you got to know yourself to grow yourself. And, and in our team here in, in NextGen, we all know each other's like, you know, um, our Enneagrams and our Myers-Briggs and stuff like that, and we have them posted so that we know how each other are wired and how, you know, what makes us tick and, and what our, our basic motivations for life are and, and how we can communicate appreciation and work well together. And I think that this is such a huge part of it. So um, we are going to do a couple things really quickly. I'm going to pray us out. And then um, we're going to throw up a link here for to, to go ahead and take the five love languages quiz. It takes like five minutes, literally. Uh, but it's so important to just know. And then, and, and it's like any quiz, right? It's not 100% perfect. Maybe take it a couple of times or whatever you want to do. Um, and then after that, in about, say, five or ten minutes, 
we're going to go back here at these tables and we're going to do some uh, getting to know each other and some real awkwardness, okay? Um, so let me just pray for us and then we'll jump, we'll jump into this quiz. Father, thank you for, God, thank you for this community. Thank you for the ways that we can um, grow together. Thank you for challenging us. God, last week we talked about conflict. I pray that we would be good at conflict, that we would be fighting for our relationships, fighting, um, fighting for each other because we matter to each other. I pray that we'd be quick to forgive, quick to listen, slow to anger. Father, when we communicate, that we um, communicate with intentionality of love, uh, that that person is valuable, they're a child of God, and that, that they matter. And we can think through and say, okay, I know what this person's love language is, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really let them know how much I appreciate them. Father, I pray that you would continue to grow us together closer, more tightly knit as a community, and um, prepare us for a season where we can really just do life together. I think about um, Acts 2, 42, how you, um, your early church, they broke bread, they fellowship, they devoted themselves to your word. It's a prayer. I pray that that would be the mark of this community. I just love you in Jesus' name. Amen.